bong. Welcome to Let's Try Roleplay Airlines. This is your captain, Luna Erebo speaking. And just to inform you, your in-flight movie for this duration will be Weapon 26, a what? Uh, oh, um, <clears throat> I've just been informed by my co-pilot that we're currently being tracked beamed under an unknown um, burning ship. There will be no refunds made available and we hope you survive this encounter to travel with us again at some point. Um, <clears throat> see you in the next life. Take care. I'm Connor and I'll be playing Tokrin Reldegos, the grumpy old man. I'm Henry and I'll be playing Umanakatima, the Twi'lek who thinks he's hilarious. And I'm James, your in-flight air hostess. Anyone want a jar with juice? <laughs> Reluctantly, you guys have agreed to this mission. Glad is a weird name for him because he is bold, stern looking, and hasn't spoken once. So, and I bet you're glad to be coming on this mission. Oh, yeah, all, all, we, all we really know about the mission is that this ship um, is supposedly transporting 25 weapons for the Empire. Hey, uh, Master! Um, we are now approaching your destination. Um, I think the others are convening in the cockpit. And you guys drop out of hyperspace and see a Star Destroyer. There is a large fire at the back and there is smoke billowing out into space. Um, uh, I'm feeling weird. And then he disappears. And then all the lights in the ship go off. Bloody hell. You're being pulled in by a tractor beam. Yeah. And you can see that you guys are moving towards the left hangar. In the middle, one of the doors opens and four stormtroopers run out and... You hear one of them shout, Kill them, take the ship, we have to get out of here. And then one of them opens fire on you. So we're going to roll for initiative now. The stormtroopers have opened fire on you, and you weren't expecting it. So the way the initiative works really weirdly in this game. Instead of rolling a number and then you guys are ranked in that number, you roll a vigilance check or a cool check, depending on whether you were expecting the combat and whether you weren't. Uh, So because you guys weren't expected to be fired upon, please roll a vigilance check. And when you tell me what you've got, (laughs) when you know what you've got, we rank you versus the stormtroopers in, in what they get. I'm actually quite good at cool, but not vigilance. I thought that was my vigilance. Vigilance. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, I got four advantages. <laughs> I got, and I will be fucking using them. <laughs> I got uh, two successes and an advantage. I got one success and one advantage. I'm very well balanced. Okay. How, do I, how can I use these advantages? So, okay, it's not actually that bad because advantages and... It's not success or fail roll. Advantages and successes both add towards your ranking it just depends on how many so you first we rank the number of successes then we rank the number of advantages sort of thing got you oh okay so for advantages sort of split the difference oh okay so you might actually not have totally oh, cool. banjaxed it so the initiative order is going to be Henry then Robin oh. then the 
first group of stormtroopers, then Connor, and then the second set of stormtroopers. So the way that the stormtroopers work, they're minions, um, which means that they kind of can work in groups. They have a combined health and yep. a combined uh, action. So their health is just dependent on how many of them that are in the group. But the benefit of that is that they just work as one action, so they can only make one group attack effectively. And there are rules in their thing to depend on how much damage they do, of depending on how many there are in that group. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you've got two groups of two stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call them group one and group two, and they are going sort of before and after uh, Tokrin in mm-hmm. this combat. Okay. So first up in the combat is Uma. You react really well to the fact that you're being fired at. You guys, this situation is kind of weird, so we're going to say that you are we- weapons ready. Before we actually start the combat, we're going to, because this is our first proper uh, episode that's going to have like combat and stuff happening to you, it's not just role playing, we're going to use the destiny point system. So, uh, can everyone roll a force dice? Yeah! Too oh, late. Fu- fuck's sake. Too late, side motherfuckers. Talking as a light. The dark side. Oh, okay. Cheeky, cheeky dark sides. Right, I got James. two light side as well. That's all right. How do destiny points work? So destiny points basically is the idea is that we get a mixture of light and dark side points. I can use dark side points to sort of fuck you over, to sort of benefit situations to me, and you guys can use light side points to benefit uh, yourselves. Basically, you say I want to use a, dark, a destiny point to do something. You pose it to me, and if I deem it to be okay, then we do it. But it's just like I'm going to be pretty easy with them. So we have a pool in the middle, and at the moment we have. Four light side points and two dark side points. Cool. Fine. Cool. So, Uma, what are you going to do as your first attack? How far away are they? So, in combat for Star Wars, we use ranges. We have sort of extreme range, long range, medium range, and short range. And then engaged. Engage is your hand-to-hand combat with them. Short range is, I think, um, is sort of up to five meters away sort of thing. Medium range is sort of longer than that. Uh, and then long, <laughs> long range is like your... Shoot it. So I think I think of medium range being the other side of a room, and then long range is sort of down the street from them. Because this is a, a particularly massive room, it's a it's a hangar. Uh, I'm going to say currently they are long range from you. Okay. Okay. Um, but they are closing the on their turns. They will close the gap. Mm-hmm. Cool. So longest thing I've got is short range. So I'm going to run at them. Okay. Um, and then I can spend one strain to run two range distances, can I not? So yeah, you get a action or an action each turn and a maneuver, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can use a strain to use another maneuver, cool. I believe, and also keep your action. Yes. So I'm gonna use a strain to do two maneuvers, which yeah. so I'm gonna run two range distances towards them. To yeah, that will put you at short range. range uh, and then I will throw a stun grenade. Ooh, nice. Um, which I'm not great with, but I should be okay. Um, at group one. At group one. Yes. Cool. cool. So, what am I rolling for purples? Okay, so for a short range, it's going to be one purple die. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, I'm going to roll that. I've got two um, like attack die and one defense die, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, so that's uh, one success and one disadvantage. Yep. Okay. So you successfully attack. What damage do you have on your um, stun grenade? Damage on a stun grenade is eight. Yes, but it's eight stun damage, correct? It's not actually. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, stun damage. So they got knocked out. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 
Blast. I should have looked at the rules before we played. This. Blast eight. It's blast eight. Disorient three. So blast eight allows for how many people can be affected by it in that eight. range or engaged with the sort of area. Mm -hmm. Because you, so you've attacked a group of two stormtroopers mm -hmm. and done eight damage. Mm -hmm. um, I'll look up the what the stun rating means in a second, just so that we know whether they're. I, I should, basically it means that they won't be killed. They'll be knocked unconscious if they're mm -hmm. damaged. But you. Get one disadvantage, which means that you suffer an extra strain from doing this. Okay. So you sort of like, kind of like, pull your back a little bit as you arch this grenade over um, towards the guys, but you blast a group, uh, a group of two of the stormtroopers. The way that stun damage works is that it it deals strain instead of actual wounds, but mm -hmm. because these guys are minions, they don't actually have strain. They suffer everything as wounds. So. But does that mean still mean in a role playing sense that they die, or does it? No, I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna play like if you basically if you attack um, a group, someone with a stun weapon, and it not if that's the thing that takes them out, then they are unconscious, not dead. Okay. So do they, is, do they come back, or are they just sort of unconscious indefinitely? We don't have to deal with them again. Hmm. No, they they within the uh, within the mechanics of the game, we'll say that they are then unconscious enemies and are able to wake up with. Okay. Uh, like they'll, they would wake up again if treated with one wound but you have to deal with the fact that they are an unconscious enemy okay so they have a soak of um, five I should mm -hmm. keep this stuff really hidden from you but it's difficult to do when we're minusing from your Got you. numbers so you did eight damage which means mm -hmm. that you actually did three damage to the group mm -hmm. so well, there's two of them you throw this stun grade and basically one of them sort of stumbles and the other doesn't feel confident enough to run on with his man so the the other one stands ready to fire, whilst the other one sort of falls to one knee. We'll okay. And but it looks it looks like you've heard them. Now that you're closer, actually, because you're in short range, yes. you can see that these guys are definitely covered in blood. Like, fresh red blood, like, sprayed up and down their armour. Okay. I don't, don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. yeah. Next up in the order is Robin. Hmm. Get your big guns out. See... Part of me is thinking, like, is it worth having a wee chat and seeing what they're running from? Also, part of me is like, that's not really going to work. They're just, they're just going to try and... Yeah, I'm going to get me... And how, so how far are they away? You're, they're at long range, which for you yes. is actually pretty good. I believe you have a scope that lowers the difficulty of long range attacks. Yes, so I yeah I was going to ask this. So I have something called a the telescopic optical sight, mm -hmm. which decreases the difficulty of combat checks at long and extreme ranges by one. Yeah. And then a bipod mount, which just has beside it two quality, and then brackets cumbersome minus one. What is that? Okay, mean? so basically you're you have a nicely modified uh, blaster. Yeah. Um, Tochrin has helped you modify this over the years. Yeah. But basically, um, normally when in range attacks, so if we're engaged, it's always two purple die, which you're fighting against. Short range, it's one purple die. Medium range, is two purple die. And then uh, long range, it's three. And then extreme, it's four. Okay. You get the benefit of taking one of those purple die away okay. when you're at long and medium range. Uh, long and extreme range. Because you're basically using a sniper rifle. Yep. Your bipod means that if you are able to if you lie down and put 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 out the bipod or are behind sort of chest high cover and put out the bipod you get a blue die automatically added to oh, your yes. shot yes okay cool awesome what would you like to do so oh, i can't be arsed getting down on the ground um i'm just gonna stand up and fire at the stormtroopers who 
Let's go for the one that was about to fire uh, Henry. The one. Okay, that, so Stormtrooper Group One um, again. Sorry, uh, what's your character's name? Uma. 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 Master Umar. So, Master Umar. Umar. That was Umar. it. So heavy, so I need to. It annoys me both in game and out of game. So, <laughs> so. Ooh, so that is mutual success. I got a big success, but also one failure and then one disadvantage. Okay, so you got a critical success and then a and a failure and a disadvantage. Correct. Technically, that should mean that you fail. I've never found anything in the rules I might be wrong but I've never found anything in the rules that says that you succeed with that it just acts as a one success I think that's bullshit that if you get a critical success in my head if it matches that kind of means that it's a um, you know that's a success that's a, a, a success, success. I if you match with a critical success in my head you should win because it's a critical hit yeah um, that makes sense like and I in, will treat yeah. it as a critical hit as well because mm-hmm. it's I, I just don't understand how you could fail that, with that that does make sense because in D&D if you get a 20 or a nat 20 or critical hit you always hit no matter what the exactly yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think fair. if you were to if you had two failures there and the critical hit I would be okay unfortunately you miss yeah but I, as you match I will say that that's a critical that's how we're gonna play it uh-huh. so you get a critical hit cool. and a disadvantage mm-hmm. so we're gonna say that at, basically you fire towards the um, the group of two stormtroopers. The guy that's sort of on his knee is is not a threat to you, and you mm-hmm. take aim at the guy pointing a blaster rifle at your friend Uma. You fire once, and it goes straight through his helmet and Ooh. straight through the back and hits the wall on the other side. So it's even more. The blood. guy falls down dead, uh, but having made that shot because you're reacting quickly you didn't put your, sh- your blaster in your shoulder quite properly mm-hmm. and you take one strain because oh, you that's... take a little bit of recoil effort from your shoulder okay so as can I don't know if I can do this as part of my move but as I'm taking Ian what, what do I see on them do I see just them covered in blood so any yeah you can you can kind of see similarly because you've got such a long scope you a little bit less detail because uma is so close but Mm -hmm. you can obviously see that they're covered in blood the the red light in the room is making it kind of weird Mm -hmm. um but they are covered in in blood you you can't tell whether it's fresh or not uma can but you know that they're covered in blood okay cool uh next up is the first group of stormtroopers so the one stormtrooper uses a maneuver to get back up and, and stand back up again and then fires at you guys. I should mention that the reason that I didn't get you to do damage there is because if you get a critical hit, you pinch the killer minion. Um, but yeah, so next up is the first stormtrooper. He uses a maneuver. Uh, normally, you can use maneuvers to make aim and give yourself bonuses as well, but he can't do that because he's standing back up. And then he is going to fire at um, Uma. So he gets one yellow and two purple. You're at short range, are you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so he gets two successes and an advantage against you. Cool. Uh, his weapon does... Because he got two advantages, he gets a plus to his weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. You get a, basically, the way combat works in this is your, all weapons have a set damage. You then um, plus the number of unchallenged successes you get a, on top of that. So he has okay. nine damage normally, but he does 11 damage here. Okay, I have soaked six. Soaked six, so that leaves five damage on you. Mm-hmm. You take five wounds of damage cool oh he did you take into account my defense so he should have an extra purple die because i have oh no range you have defense you have range defense which mm-hmm. is a uh 
black dice, and it makes no difference. Sorry. Cool. Yes. So five damage. Five damage. That's fine. Okay. It's a lot of damage. It is a lot of damage. It's like a third of my health <laughs> in one hit. Jesus, don't get hit. Right. Thanks. It I is used now Tokrin's turn. Okay. He's That's blind. Can I imagine Uma doing that though? Like, <laughs> Tokrin. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Hold on, we do actually need to take this into account that you are blind. Am I going to take an extra uh, a black dice or something? You have two extra purple die to all attacks. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Oof. Fuck. Uh, yeah, Tokrin is going to run forward to medium range. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> hopefully in the right direction. Yeah, no, he is blind. He is blind. <laughs> And he can sense where the enemy's coming from. <laughs> he just runs <laughs> no, no, he runs <laughs> out the hangar doors <laughs> into space. No, there's a big blast door there. He can't go out that way. He runs into the blast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a massive. He runs bang. into it. <laughs> we just look behind us like, oh fuck. Because <laughs> he's got, because he's got loads of metal. It would clang as well. I know, I know. No, Tokrin runs towards. The stormtroopers and stops, gets his heavy blaster out and says, "I know I can't see, but I can, I can hear the sound of a fucking bucket head." <laughs> and he's going to fire his heavy blaster at them. Two nice shit talk. <laughs> Absolutely. So is this? So I'm taking more purple dye than usual. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. Bucket head. No, bucket that head. is that is that is that is that is that is. No, that's genuinely, the, the amount of time stormtroopers are called bucket heads. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's that is the worst insult. They've got buckets on their heads. Yeah, right, so... Um, Basically, yes, because you're blind, you have to, for all perception or vigilance checks and stuff like that. So actually, we... Well, no, this wouldn't... No, it wouldn't affect your uh, your uh, initiative order. But you, yeah, for all perception, initi- uh, in, uh, vigilance checks and uh, combat checks and stuff that require sight... It's extra two purple dice. Okay, um, and I can still aim, right? You can still aim. You can still give yourself the boost. You're like, but we'll just say you're focusing through the force to sort of give yourself a better idea. Okay, cool. So that's fine. I've got my dice pill. Okay, I've got two um, failures and one advantage. Two failures and one advantage. Okay, so okay. I, so I fail, but I'm going to choose my advantage. So, yes, I know my advantage. Another no, no, no. scathing insult. No, my advantage is, so you know how there was a guy behind the guy who just fell? Mm-hmm. Can I make my advantage that the guy who was behind him, when he's running forward, can he trip over the guy that just fell in front of him and so he's prone for the next round? Yeah, okay, so the guy who just who just got back up and fired uh, Uma. Yeah. Right, yeah, so he's the one that's on his own, the group from group one. You fire a blaster bolt at him... Uh, which m- misses him, unfortunately. It's not quite close to him, but because he's only just stood up, he sort of, as the blaster bolt goes near him, he tries to react and stumbles back and lands on his ass. Good, good. I'm he slips on I'm, something. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So next up is um, Stormtrooper Group 2. Uh, they are going to take aim at... Um, uh, Luna this time, okay. having killed their one of their compatriots, and they are going to fire at you. You are currently at long range, are you not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, they are going to uh, run up and make it medium range. 
So that is one manoeuvre of theirs used. Deathbuck. Okay, so they get two successes and two disadvantages. So what they're going to do is they're going to hit you with 11 damage. So what is your soak? Actually, do you have any defence? Um, do you have any one. range defence? Oh, I do. I have yeah. one range defence. Because of your armour. Okay, no, it makes no difference. So you are... Um, oh, I've got range defence. You've got soak five. You've, you, yeah, you've been hit. You've got soak five, so you take six damage of wounds. Do you have anything that allows you to... Any talents or anything that you like? You have ah! dodge, do you not? Ooh! Uh, I do have dodge. Epic dodge. Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I have epic dodge. Epic dodge is like the upgraded version. So basically, you take the number... You, you upgrade the difficulty of the check by the ranks of dodge you have. So you have okay. one rank of dodge, you can up the difficulty by one. But you suffer the same number of strain as the difficulty you up it by. So I suffer one strain because I have... Yeah, and I will roll one. another check here, which is actually two failures. Yes! So they they fire at you and miss, and you take no damage. Get fucked! Yes. Bucket heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really derogatory term. <laughs> We're going through a really stressful period here. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they fire at you and miss, and this brings the combat turn round back to Uma. Um, I want to shout at the guy that talked about derogatory terms. Like, don't talk about derogatory terms in front of me. And I want to run up to him. I mean, how far away are they? Filthy slave boy. <laughs> uh, how far away from? Uh, you were, well, you were at short range too. Cool. Wanna... They were sort of on either side, but you kind, you're kind of stood in between them. So. Cool. I want to run to the guy that was just racist. Mm. Um, <laughs> yep. So you're currently engaged with them. With group two. With group two. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going hit them. Real hard with my big axe. With your big vibro axe. That I have an absurd number of good dice for. And yes, I'm also so gonna aim. So I'm gonna take another fuck, strain. I could aim. You could aim, but you didn't. Oh, you fucker! I you for- didn't also tell forgot me. you could aim. <laughs> and I'm gonna roll my absurdly great dice pool for hitting things. Yes, good, good go. How many how many dice are you rolling? Uh, I'm rolling three of the upgraded attack dice, one normal defense dice and a bonus dice as lovely, well. lovely it is quite literally impossible for you to fail yeah <laughs> so that's going to be one two three four five successes and an advantage fuck right what's Which, your base damage uh is seven so your base damage is seven then plus you five. plus five is 12. 12 so you do seven damage to that group mm-hmm. do you want to tell me what you want your advantage to do before i describe what happened um I don't know whether I can use it for this because I, I, I don't know as much about like using advantage as um, Connor does. Can I use it so that I don't take the strain from... Um... You can use it to recover strain. Yeah, can I use it to recover one strain? Yeah, recover one strain. So you basically, you sprint up to these guys and like as you're doing it, holster your blast. Your, sorry, you, you didn't have a blast, right? You had your grenade, but you, mm-hmm. you sprint up to these guys and as you do, you pull your, your massive fibre axe off your back. And then you jump into the air and like bring it over your head and down, and it bifurcates a guy, hits him right in the shoulder, and goes down to the belly button. Some um, say Clefton Twain. Clefton Twain, my sir. <laughs> but he, like, you now can't tell if he was covered in blood before anymore, because he is definitely covered in blood now. And then as you like pull that 
like blade out of the guy you kind of swing the flat of it round again and knock the other guy in the side mm-hmm. and he also takes a little bit of damage but not quite as much okay. as the other guy and he falls onto his side mm-hmm. well can i say the uh the way i recover the strain is like the blood just kind of cools my skin a bit it's like you've been stretching now compared mm-hmm. to when you were cold earlier yeah. uh how are glads and ramos doing yeah are they, i meant to ask are they with us are they meant <laughs> did you forget to put them in the initiative <laughs> Well, Glad just... doesn't talk much, so I forgot he was there. How glad is he just to be sitting doing fuck all? Oh god, I did fuck. not right. miss these. Fuck, right, that's fine. <laughs> Let's put Glad and Ramos in this shit, yeah. Okay, I'm so, so glad you brought that up. I <laughs> think <laughs> he made Connor do a spit <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. Um... At this point, Glad and Ramos wake up. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll put them... So, uh, Glad is going to act after Uma each turn, and we're going to have Ramos act just before uh, Tokrin. Cool. So, Glad is now going to fire. My one aim is to try and get Glad to say gladly at some point. Like, <laughs> yes. Can you do this for I me? Think gladly! Aim, yes. I think your aim should be to get Glad to talk. <laughs> Look, we aim high, okay? Thank you for that, Con, seriously, because I completely forgot they existed. Ranged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we just go the whole campaign without them. Everyone's like, where's that? <laughs> we just left them at the shed. <laughs> Fucking loyalty officers meant to be hard ass, and they just got there and went, nah. 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 I'm good. So, Glad runs up at this point. Um, <laughs> what we're, what we're going to say is that basically these guys kind of were hoping to try and like uh, being undercover we're hoping not to fight the stormtroopers and you guys sort of they ran up and opened fire at you but missed and they were hoping to be like oh whoa 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 guys and you guys sort of went and attacked and they weren't quite expecting it it's like you had like a round of uh, surprise on them like we would do in D&D mm-hmm. so that will cover my cock up yeah glad runs up um and uses one of his maneuvers to move into medium range to group one the the one guy that's left now on his back and then he makes a attack with his um what's his card say he has a light blaster pistol Pew-pew. which is kind of what we said that they had in the other episode so I really hope he just teabags him. He's lying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he gets two successes and one advantage. So he does. I don't even need to look at that. Um, he basically like runs up, realizing that this fight needs to get over quickly. Like runs up and fires at the guy lying on his back and kills him out. Oh, I'm like a, point I'm blank a, range. Yeah, imagine him like not execu- quite like, summary execution, execution, just like a bang to the back of the head. <laughs> He's still around like eight meters away. He's still just a shmack. decent range, but he, he runs up and then pulls his blaster from his side and then just fires two blasts and the guy who had landed on his back was trying to get back up falls limp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it now comes round to... Oh, can, I, can, I, can, I say, can I say a cool thing? Yeah, you can say a cool thing. Right, I, I do my best Harrison Ford impression or Han Solo who talking doesn't know who he is and say... Glad of you to drop by. Was that? That That's, sounded American. Yeah, and well, yeah. very American no, compared no, to Hansel. And, and so, Hansel so American. I mean, yeah, it's his voice. I mean, anyway. I'm Texan. No. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, you ought to drop by. Glad <laughs> you to drop Howdy. by. I'm just, I'm just gonna sit. My name's Ken Solo. This right here, this is Chewbacca. I'm just gonna sit like do Star Wars quotes through this entire campaign. 
that reminds us of a guy we hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. Um, so he, he runs up and this, the, the, the first group of stormtroopers are now completely dead. Um, Good news. One Glad you could help. in twain and ha ha ha. And the other I is I like to imagine that's Raymond's laughing. Raymond's <laughs> like, ah, good one. I said not on the ship, but I guess we've thrown a lot of rules out right now. Um, oh, he did say not on the ship. Are we seriously he? doing this? Wait, what? what you mean he said for me to not make jokes about that on the ship. Because <laughs> they'd have to be undercover. <laughs> but uh, I suppose we've broken cover a little bit more by murdering people, mm. so that's fine. Well, I mean, it was they're feared. It's initiative. Pretenders can do what the fuck they want. Like, yeah. yeah. Not quite. Yeah, I know. Sure. But... No, no. Uh, next up is is Luna in the in the turn. So all we've got is just one person in the second stormtrooper team. One guy left. Yeah, there's one stormtrooper left, and he's currently uh, at short range to Uma and sh- and long I'm medium range. Him, huh? I'm engaged with him now. Mm, oh yes, no. So he's engaged with Uma because he ran up with his vibrax. He's engaged with Uma, and he's at short range to medium range to. Uh, Tokrin and and Glad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see we're trying to get this guy to talk. That's what that's what I'm thinking. So what would I have to? So you gave us these extra four C par majiggers. So um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna explain this now. It's like we've had a little bit of time to think about our character since we last played, and I've decided to give you guys some sort kind of four specialty. Basically, in brief, it's not really gonna affect mechanics much at all, but I'm gonna say that. Luna has a force empathetic ability, so she intakes the force from others very well and reads emotions very well. Tokrin has a sort of insight with the force. It allows him to see what, how things work mechanically and general plans and things like that. So he's actually, that's sort of what makes him such a great mechanic um, and computer wizard. And Uma has a sort of aggression about the force. He, it makes him easier to outburst and uses... A, um, uses uh, strength and um, force powers that like throw things around the room and whatnot. Basically, mechanically, all that'll mean is that when you guys get successes that match failures, that normally means you fail. Um, but I'm gonna say that, that in certain situations where I say, yeah, your force power would come into this, that means you succeed in that situation. Okay. okay. But mostly we'll use it for sort of role play sort of things, okay. but yeah. So, you just has a gun. As far as you can see, he only has a blaster. I would like to try and persuade him to drop his gun. Okay, so you want to talk to him? Yes, because I'm thinking that we've killed everyone who has information. We've one person left Mm. who's got information. We do not have any idea what's going on. We need to try and figure out what's happening. And it might even get... Right now, we're all in the same boat. What specifically do you say to him? (laughs) So, um... Good one. (laughs) Nice. Oh. Well, earlier on, you did refer to this as a plane. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, like in the last episode, you said, "So I want to get closer to the plane." The fuck? The space no, plane. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll let you do that. Yeah. So, in my <clears throat> authoritative voice, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Your voice didn't change. Like in my <clears throat> authoritative voice. <laughs> um, what do you say? Drop the gun. We just need to talk. Okay. Um, right, so we're going to do a check here. Can I have a quick look at your catch sheet? I yes. want to see what skill I want you to use. I want to say charm. But I, that's not really, I'm not really charming. <laughs> so drop, drop the gun. Drop your gun. Which is going to attack. Okay. So the way we're going to do this is that we're going to do a what's called a challenge check. So basically, the number of the dice that you roll against are his dice and another skill. 
So we're going to do your your negotiation because it's the best thing I think that's really on here versus his um, his discipline. So basically, it's three green dice versus three purple dice. Two successes and one advantage. And what about the three purple die? Oh. <laughs> Oh fuck! Three, f uh, one failure. Right. Okay. And one disadvantage. No. Yes, one disadvantage. Okay. So Shit! Fuck. Basically, we're not going to use a disadvantage for this, but you, you shout at him to try and get him to drop his weapon, um, but he just continues on. A um, we'll say that he actually starts to stand back up again, and it's obvious that he's getting his red weapon ready to fire again, and he is either too frightened of the situation that he's in that you're not sure because they're obviously panicked or too well trained not to to ignore uh, to, to like surrender to an enemy in, in whatever situation this is okay yeah, so yeah. at the moment uh, that will be your turn okay. um, but we now go on to uh, Ramos's turn um, Ramos obviously seeing that the, he sees you try and negotiate and actually like if this was a telltale game in the top right top left corner it would say uh, uh, Ramos will remember that <laughs> um, so yeah he sees that and he's like hmm I like that and he just uh, but he runs up and draws his pistol and then takes some uh, shots at the guy as well and he <laughs> what? I like I like your thought but nah, he, like, I like how they're trying not to fight this guy is, 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 is he's want, he wouldn't want to negotiate, but he sees that like, Glad's already involved in this fight and realistically you've killed three stormtroopers and the situation is not what you expected. He's going to get involved in the combat. He just like appreciates that you did try to negotiate in some manner. All about trying, isn't Better it? Better man really? than he is. All yeah. about trying. So he's going to use this. And he's now at medium range. Wait, shit. Do one of these have given me a bonus thing there or something? Well, when you say yeah, drop the gun, we just want to talk, and one of us goes, "Yeah, <laughs> do it, do it." I feel like that's do quite stalled. So. <laughs> do it. What she said. No. <laughs> but no. So Ramos runs up and draws his pistol and fires twice. Um, unfortunately, both shots just shyly miss the guy. Uma is sort of engaged with this guy still, and it's like. As the guy stands back up, Uma's sort of almost readying his next attack, and or, like he almost gets in the way of Ramos's shot. So Ramos like fires to the side slightly, uh, overadjusts and, and misses his shot. The next up is actually Tokrin in the order. You're currently at medium range to the to the uh, w remaining stormtrooper that is engaged with Uma. Okay, there's one left. Yeah. Cool. I uh, can yeah. I say after my. Thing, I just kind of lower my gun, just like, oh, just fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, gladly. <laughs> oh, you did take the joke from me! <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. Damn it. No, yeah, from the back of the room, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna you show just kill him already and talk. Ramos just, will remember that. Talking <laughs> just turns to Glad and goes gladly, and without, without looking because he can't fucking see, he just blasts at him. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm so sorry for stealing a joke. It was <laughs> perfect. 
<laughs> I run and a I'm joke. also gonna aim. I want, I want a running joke to be talker and thinking he's talking to someone, but it's actually facing <laughs> the wrong way. Okay, so here's what happens. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, I've looked at the roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, says, just fucking kill him already. Talker turns, looks at Glad. I said, gladly, and just shoots at the ground in front of him. <laughs> he is blind. Aki's <laughs> <But>, trying. <laughs> but I do have... Shoots Uma in the back of the head. <laughs> I do have four advantages. Um, so can... Wait, can I say that this... You crit on the floor. No, can I say that this bullet ricochets and has a chance of hitting him or someone else in the room? No, the highs or lows or something. It's it's not Come that on. type of flaw. The black nah, it's not gonna ricochet. It's not. It's a blaster bolt, not a bullet. Where's WD forty? WD forty is still on the ship. Oh. I'm not bringing him into this dangerous area. But um, no, you can use your advantages to regain some strain or to give disadvantage on a next roll if you want. Uh, I'll give disadvantages to yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How, how, can, can I can I give the, a number equal to the number of disadvantages I get or no? We'll say for this one no because you failed and it's sort of okay. Um, it would be weird for me to give you like a real big prop for like because you'd be giving him four black die which would be a massive disadvantage to mm. him considering you actually missed. Um, because I've got the spending advantages and combat thing up, you can spend three to make them drop their weapon. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I can spend three about. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Can he shit himself when this bullet oh, yeah, hits the ground enough, yeah. and then he drops his weapon? Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do that, definitely. You, 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 so you fire, it doesn't hit the ground, you like, you fire your, your, um, your blaster, and you say you gladly, and you fire, and it, it hits the floor right in front of him, and he sort of like, like shits himself, like it's sort of... He was hit by that joke too hard. Yeah, like, he doesn't get it, and he's like, I don't get this joke! And he throws his blaster at the floor. <laughs> Which ricochets off. It's it glad. throws the blaster right on the floor and it fires and hits him in the head. And it's just, <laughs> nah, it's, he, he, he basically, like, the blaster hits the thing in front of him and having been, intim- like, sort of shouted at to surrender already, he, he kind of, like, steps back and throws his blaster on the floor and actually he puts his hands up. And the combat ends. Welcome to the middle bit. <laughs> I was, you read my mind. <laughs> to the next bit. That was good. That was like some proper, like, uh, synchronized it was, yeah. podcasting. Aye. See, our minds, our minds. How are you, Henry? Not bad. Good, yeah, good. Pretty good. Yeah. Good, good. How, how are you, listeners? Hope you're enjoying mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode 2. It's Episode 2 now. Ooh. Yeah, so this is Episode 2 and 3. Oh yeah, nice. So yeah, there's been some, mm. there's been some good shit so far. We spent so long explaining like our Star Wars <laughs> world and like yep. our characters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so have, having done the previously's for episode one, yeah. I find it really funny because at the beginning of episode one, James is like, "Ah, oh, just quick character introductions." <laughs> I then skipped twenty five minutes, and you were still introducing your character. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like ah, <laughs> but I think is because I um. I think you guys were quicker, but while I was describing my character, James kept jumping in. Oh yeah, like, it's, yeah, talking, it was it was that as well. I'm not saying that you just went no, on. No, for no, no, no. But it was just like, oh yeah, quick character introduction. Let's get straight into it. It's just like a good half an episode later, we finish. <laughs> <laughs> but we are putting up, um, sing like succinct versions of oh, yeah. our character yeah. backstories, kind of what stuff we're gonna give to you in the um 
Instagram posts over the oh, next yeah. couple of days, mm-hmm. which we need to write. Yeah, today. James asked about that earlier. Yeah, uh-huh. so I'm going to do that I'll do soon, that. and then you can do it tonight well. or something. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Give you the, the 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 micro story of Talker and Real Dagos mm-hmm. and and Cole. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Oh, give them a look. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're 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 really happy with our Instagram stuff. Actually, James yeah, James fun. does the majority of it. We've got to give him pretty much all the credit. Yeah, He's, all the credit he yeah. does all the drawing. I did a little bit on like the first three posts, and then <laughs> I'm just like, ah, then I got a new phone, and I I'm not even logged in anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, James is an absolute star with it, and we're so happy with all the artwork that he does as mm-hmm. well because he does all of it. We yeah, come up with some ideas and whatnot, but he's the brains behind the operation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we last week we also put a little bit of the Clone Wars music in mm-hmm. to do our we call. Did. So, like, please don't sue us, Disney. That, that is that we do not own the rights to that. It is from the Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars show. Um, yeah. Disney and Lucasfilm own that. Probably. Probably. Did Disney own it back then? Was it on the Disney Channel? Or was it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because they own it now, and there's a new okay, series coming yeah, out. Okay, yeah, so they, they, they now it, own so. it. If they yeah. don't own it before, they do it now. They do now. So, yeah, we just use that because we're big fans. Yeah, um, exactly. And because if you like the sound of the music, then you'll like Clone Wars TV show. Even go now. watch it. Honestly. It's Clone, fantastic. Clone, I know you've not finished it yet. I'm, I'm on, like, season four. But the Clone Wars TV show is everything that the prequels, you know, needed to be. Mm-hmm. It's just, there are bits of it that are cringy as fuck. Like, there's an episode where R2-D2 and C-3PO just go to, like, the droid baths. Oh, yeah. that's a, and, I like that one. That's and, like, like, R2-D2 gets a girlfriend. It's, like, fucking dumb as fuck. But there are some episodes where, like, it's, like, some of the coolest stuff mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah. Like... Force vision fighting between the Emperor mm-hmm. and Yoda. And so good. Yoda going and working out how to communicate with Qui Gon Jinn. And mm-hmm. there's the story of Anakin is really good in it as well because it bridges, it sort of gives more of an inclination about how Anakin turned into Vader. And it shows you the true, like, how much he does care about Obi-Wan and all that. Like, yeah. yeah. In in the films, it's just like, ah, uh, well, you can. they've been mastering Padawan for a while. Like, yeah. you get that this is sad when they eventually betray each other. Yeah. Well, Anakin betrays him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although, from Anakin's perspective, the Jedi are evil. But, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it, like, it properly shows, like, how close they are and yeah. things like that it's, it's very, very definitely go watch it it's one of the best TV series I've ever watched so. yeah and it's just more Star Wars as well yeah. and who can complain about more Star no, Wars yeah. well a lot of people a lot true. of people lot yeah of people that can. is true yeah I'm going to take that statement back but we at Let's Try Roleplay can we'll, never get enough <laughs> we'll take never. whatever Star Wars you can throw at us <laughs> so yeah big shout out to Disney that, yeah. not that they need it <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly the next thing I want to talk about was the competition that we oh, have yeah. ongoing, which nobody has given us have a correct answer for. Ooh. We've got some people trying. and I, this... <laughs> It took me a good 10 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> like, I remember James telling us. But we're going to give, we've decided each middle bit, until someone gets it, we're going to give a clue. Okay. So if, you, if you're new to this, then there is a part in Star Wars Episode 1 that we've mm-hmm. just, that was last day's episode so what sunday's episode yes where the name of our ship or the code for our ship ends in the letters t-i-n mm-hmm. and that's tin 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 it's not re- that's not relevant <laughs> but, yeah. tin the metal tin is not mm-hmm. particularly relevant but that those letters mean something they do 
So our clue is, don't worry about all the numbers before that. It's those three letters mm-hmm. mean something. Specifically the three letters. So, yeah, and that's all we'll give you for now. So mm. if you manage to work out what those three letters are to do with, and give us what they stand for, mm-hmm. or... No, that was, a bit, that was a little, maybe a little bit of an extra clue that maybe that I shouldn't. Little, yeah. Maybe go. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Too close for the price of one. <laughs> but if you manage to work out what those three letters resemble... Mm-hmm. Then we will make you an exclusive Let's Try Roleplay t-shirt and send it to you. The first one ever. Well, Apart we, from the one that James has. And I think Connor has. I've got, I've got one before we even started record. No, we'd recorded some stuff. But I've mm-hmm. got one that's this like weird green colour with Let's Try Roleplay. Oh, yeah. Really sexy writing. And <laughs> yeah, it's something that. that I cannot wear anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then we've got some with like logos and stuff. James mm-hmm. has got one, an Ebithane t-shirt yep. um, that says I cast Fireball on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like that t-shirt. Um, but we will sort you out a t-shirt if you can work it out. Mm-hmm, we okay. will. Okay. Good. Good. Well, let's let's see who gets it first, and let's hope they're not from like Tibet. Yeah. <laughs> you, just to say, you will need to give us your address, <laughs> like... <laughs> or we can send it to a post office. Oh yeah. You or something. Yeah. We will work something out. But you need to guess it first. So, we also wanted to shout out some nerdy places in Glasgow. This we week. do. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, shout out to Cammy from the Warhammer shop in Glasgow because he's a big time listener now. Um, I'm pretty sure he binged through like all everything we released in about a month. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I think he's probably caught up by now. Who um, knows? I don't know, but yeah, shout out to the Warhammer shop in Glasgow. I spend a fair amount of time down there. Yeah, you've started um, Warhammer recently. I have. Well, re- started it re- again. Restarted. Yeah, restarted. I did it when I was young, and I've started again because I enjoy the painting side of it. So mm. yeah. Um, now all he needs to do is find the find our models because mm-hmm. we've got little yeah I I know James has Ibithanes and Nines but I think Folmy's model is at my mum's house oh okay <laughs> so I'm gonna when, next time I'm down yeah, in yeah, my yeah. Mom, at my mum's I'm gonna get it and bring it back up but yeah right, not, even, although we don't use a mat anymore yeah but there might be a, you know every now and then we might we might throw out a map again yeah if, if it, if there it might be the up. occasional time that is necessary when we when we get big into the Twitch streaming yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the next step for LTRP. <laughs> but yeah, so Warhammer. I've not been in. I'm not a massive Warhammer person. I know that uh, Robin's looking into reading some of the books. Yeah, she's got one of the. I bought one of the books ages ago, and I was just like, oh, it was. I bought the first book of the Horus Heresy, which is kind of the big background thing for yeah, Warhammer yeah. Forty Thousand. Um, and I because I couldn't find my copy of it and I just sent it to Robin's house because she said she was interested. Yeah. One day she'll read it. I don't know when. Oh, she's got many things she needs to read. Yep, she has. <laughs> Including the Dungeon Master's Guide, because mm-hmm. she's going to be doing a campaign for us soon. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Before Easter. It's going to be recorded for us before Easter, and then Don't it'll know come when it'll be out. Yeah, sort of like early summer. Yeah. Late, late May, June. Maybe. Something like yeah. that. I think that's in our... In our mm. That's our plan, anyway. I, be- I believe we're starting to record D&D Season 2 soon, aren't we? We well? are. Yeah, in a few weeks. Well, it's going to be like so... James finishes with his busy period, mm-hmm. sort of Valentine's Day ish mm-hmm. that week anyway. So when's that? A couple of weeks away. So yep. maybe the following week. Cool. Yeah, it's not going to come out for a while longer. But yeah, maybe uh, autumn. Yeah, maybe autumn time. 
but we're going to start recording it, which I'm looking forward to, slash dreading, because I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. A lot of NPCs to make. Yeah. So we also have um, another shop we want to shout out. We do. We want to shout out West End Games, mm-hmm. because they fuel pretty much all things LTRP, all of like our game mats that we've mm-hmm. got. We've got a lot of dice from there. Yes. Um, I know that at least some of the rule books that we've bought have been from... Like um, two of them, three of them. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. James has got some stuff from there he as well. He does, yeah. We've got a poster up in I their think, shop yeah, window, yeah, we do. which is currently soaking wet is because it? of the condensation, so we ah. need to hand in a new laminated <laughs> yeah, one. Fair enough. But every time we go in, they're just so fucking lovely. Like, they are really nice. They're really nice guys. I know, and they do... They, they've got D&D groups mm-hmm. um, that I can't remember what night it is they I think play. It's, they play on Wednesday nights and they play on I think Saturdays yeah mm. so there's groups that are there all the time so if you're looking to get if you're just thinking these guys at LTRP have so much fun playing D&D mm-hmm. and I want to get into that they've inspired shit. you yeah exactly um, then maybe have a look into West End mm-hmm. Games I don't know if there's waiting lists and stuff for groups but honestly there's fucking hundreds mm-hmm. of loads groups. of people down there yeah, yeah. you'll be able to find someone to give you a start exactly and give it you know give it a google there's loads of groups and they're playing all sort of different pubs all mm-hmm. over the place so go for that mm. if you want to play um and, and if you're in glasgow and if you're not in glasgow then it's going to be the exact same because, there'll be somewhere because yeah. D is now trendy it is don't get it <laughs> <laughs> but i so yeah west end games and the warhammer 40k shop mm-hmm. well warhammer know. shop they do various different as you kinds. can see i am an expert mm-hmm. in all things war yeah. <laughs> but yeah the 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 studio just has various different little models of oh yeah uh, it's just lying everywhere yeah and it's pretty cool it's pretty cool there's Cheers. little, little ornaments mm-hmm. but um yeah we also want to give a very quick shout out to social bite mm-hmm. this week i um, found where their cafe is in glasgow recently oh, really? i'd never central. seen it yeah no, i know i just i I walked past it all the time and I only realised like that it was what it is yeah. like last week. Oh, that's all. I've, I've not seen it. I've yeah. Seen it. yeah, it's uh, just by near Central Station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's a shop where you go in, you eat, you eat your lunch, and then you can put some money forward um, to mm-hmm. buy a homeless person lunch, yeah. and they can come in and use some of that money that's been donated to mm-hmm. get themselves some lunch. And it's just a really nice idea. It's lovely. Um, and they 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 organise um, support for homeless people, um, and they aim in the next sort of 10 years is to get all homeless people off the street in mm-hmm. um, Scotland and to then give them this wraparound package of support where yeah. they get them accommodation they get them onto a program that helps them look for jobs they don't just put them in a you know it's not just four walls it's going to be a thing with furniture it's mm-hmm. going to be this wraparound support thing that they get them a start about. that they need and the help exactly need. exactly because I think it's all too easy to come off the street into something that's too basic mm-hmm. to then really actually yeah. kick off and then you need to go out and you know earn money in whatever way that is which can sometimes lead to you know shop looting and stuff and then yeah. you go to prison and it's just that vicious circle so if we nip it in the bud um, mm-hmm. and give them the, the proper start then they've you know it gives them the chance to yeah. turn a life around, which is it amazing does. and it's a very very good cause that ending homelessness in Scotland is possible so yeah no absolutely we're gonna as the social bite in particular are going to try yeah no, absolutely. no they're going to do it they're going to do it and we at LTRP are going to help them mm. because you're going to go along to that shop and eat a sandwich mm-hmm. go eat a sandwich that is your job that's the <laughs> mid-bit Legion. challenge this week <laughs> <laughs> mid-bit challenge is we eat a, a sandwich from the social bite shop do it. if you're from Glasgow if not then probably a, there's probably equivalents and else yeah elsewhere. absolutely yeah. or just when you're going and buying your Tesco meal deal or mm-hmm. your Walmart meal deal is that a thing for America? Our American market? I don't I've, know. <laughs> is well, do Walmart? I've been food? I've been to a Walmart. Yeah, 
I've been to a warm up before, but it's kind of a black hole of probably repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> Go and buy a Walmart meal deal or a Tesco meal deal and get another one. Mm-hmm. Buy two. Yeah. Spend another couple of quid and give one to a homeless person. Mm-hmm. That's your midbit challenge. Yeah. And anyway, shall we let these guys go back? We shall. They'll be doing stuff. Probably on a starship. I think so. Yeah, no, yeah. I, think I almost. Maybe. It depends when I cut the episode. I'm about to do it now. Fair enough. Where in the middle of it is. <laughs> but there is going to be some stars and some wars mm-hmm. and some characters that we've made mm-hmm. and some laughs. characters that James made. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, we are dragging this out. We will let these guys go back to the episode. Bye. Bye bye. Enjoy. You. Love you too, Henry. And Christmas. <laughs>
um, refill. Extra reload. Extra oh, reload. Yeah, cool. So write that down in your inventory. Ooh. Extra reload. Was that true? Uh, extra reload is just is, like I said. It's just it's just involved in if your if your gun runs out of ammo, sort of thing, which is. Uh, it'd be, I'd assume it'd be like if your gun malfunctions, which can happen. It's kind of like your gun can overheat and run out of ammo and stuff like that. There are certain situations where that can happen. Okay. Um, particularly if you get so many disadvantages, I might be like, right, you need to actually reload your gun. Okay. Most of the time in Star Wars, it doesn't really happen. Basically, if you overheat your ba- your battery, your cell that powers the blaster, you. You might have to like quickly reload so that you don't have to wait a bunch of turns for it to okay. cool down again. Okay. I'm not exactly sure on the rules, but we'll keep it for now. Cool. Okay. Thank you, Yuma. Yeah. Uh, Tokrin walks over to the guy as well as gun pointed at him and says, What the fuck is going on here? Ex- explain something, please. You do, we don't have time for this. You, you, you go, you, we, we have to leave now. We have to go. Can I slap on can the Can I take his helmet off? Uh, you can take his helmet oh, off. Yeah, yeah. Take That's his helmet a better off. idea. Because yeah. I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> I have no idea what you're yeah. saying. No. Rip his helmet off. I take his helmet off. Yeah, okay, you take his helmet off. It, it's a, it's a guy with. Is he stunningly handsome? He's gorgeous. <laughs> Damn it! He's fatter than you expected. Oh. <laughs> um, it's hard to get the thing off. It's like there's a there's a satisfying noise when you get the helmet off. Now he he's a little bit podgy, but he's like he's just uh very you know he's got crew cut haircut. Mm-hmm. He um obviously has some degree of like pepper scarring on his face like he's been in battle and taken some mm-hmm. shrapnel to the face at some point he is around 30 years old or something so he's not a you know he's not a particularly uh, young soldier but he's not old he's he's obviously seen some combat and a lot of the stormtroopers on this because they're associated with this advanced weapons unit sort of thing will be better stormtroopers than you'd see elsewhere just mm-hmm. like wandering around Tatooine or whatnot uh-huh. um but he looks, there's this expression on his face that just says, I'm fucking terrified. What do you guys want to do? Does my force empathy thing give me anything more than that? You can almost give, give, so roll your force die and tell me what you get and then roll a vigilance check. Okie doke. So I got a one light. And then give me the force check, the vigilance check. Against what? Against, uh, because you've got, I was going to say two difficulty, because you've got that one force point, let's make it one difficulty. Oh fuck, <laughs> completely nothing. No, you got it equal, which for this means that you succeed because we're oh, using cool. your force power. Hey. Wow, yeah. what a great example. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone's going to think that was fate, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you succeed on this. Basically, you have this you yourself almost feel scared by the situation like you know you're very good at keeping your calm you guys have been working together for years and you have been in a lot of combat situations and mm-hmm. you usually don't get you, you know you get nervous sometimes you get scared but not having landed on a weird situation in a weird situation you mm-hmm. feel kind of scared at this point now yeah. um, and you can feel it coming off him yeah mm. uh, what Mate, well, what are you scared of? I mean, I, I know shit seems to be going down here, but oh, it's like uh, uh, the, the, the situation is, is is not what we reported. It, it, it's got much worse, much worse. We just we just have to go. I'm the not going to tell you anymore. Can we I, have um, to leave now. I want to like because I'm standing behind him, kind of holding. Can I whisper in his ear, like, believe me, we are much worse than anything else on this. <laughs> and I want to try and intimidate him. Like, I want to whisper it like right in his ear. Okay, do you want to do a a comp- uh? Can I do... Combat, uh, against check? Uh, yeah. It'll be against three purples. Okay, cool. And what am I using? Charm? 
Can I use charm? Actually, because you've intimidated him so much, his willpower is slightly less. Let's make it two purples. Cool. I'm using charm. Um, what can I use? No, you're not using charm. You would be using... Let's say coercion, because coercion, you really are just yeah. like challenging him. No, I'm not great at that. But I'll do it. Um, one, f one success and one disadvantage. Okay. Um, I am going to ask this, and you have to answer honestly for Uma. Are you definitely... Are you threatening him with violence, or are you bluffing? Um, I'm... In Uma's head, is he ready to kill this guy? Oh, 100%, him? yeah. Okay. Can you take... Wait, this is a good point for us to use another rule. Can you take one point of conflict? Of course. So yeah. there's a morality thing with this game. Um, all of you are starting with a morality of 50. Um, and they are affected by conflict. You gain conflict, small amounts, large amounts throughout the game for different things. I can kind of... These, again, these are sort of one of the ones that I want to, you know, use in roleplay and sort of play a little bit loose with. Um, basically, the worst thing you do, like outright murdering somebody, gets you loads of conflict. And smaller things get you, like, one or two conflict. Mm -hmm. And basically, at the end of each round, each game session, when you play normally, for us, we're going to do each sort of recording session. So it might be every couple of episodes or so. Um, we are going to resolve the conflict, which means that you guys do, like, a, 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 a roll with a D10. And if you're below your, if you're above your conflict point, then however many above it you are, you get morality goes down, and the lower it is, the better you are. No, sorry, yeah, so conflict morality goes up by that amount. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Um, and if you're, um, if you're below it, so the more conflict you have, the more likely you are to be below that when you roll. Mm -hmm. Then your conflict, your morality goes down. The lower, if you go okay. below 25, 25 morality you fall to the dark side of the force, at which point I will start trying to influence your character in certain ways and sort of like tell you kind of how you act because I'm the dark side in this scenario and I'm influencing you. Uh, and you sort of play a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more evil. If you're 75% or higher, you're a paragon of the light side of the force and you play a little bit more light. And I will remind you, we wouldn't do that because you're a light side user. You're like, you're like Yoda. You wouldn't want to like mm -hmm. torture that guy. I wouldn't intimidate or, or, him like that. Exactly, yeah. whatnot. So at the moment you're all 50, you're all very neutral. But you've got one conflict for like threatening violence to this guy. Cool. That's fine. Cool. Um, so because you succeeded that, this guy looks genuinely terrified and he like did you guys put him on his knees? I was kinda I was imagining me kinda like holding him up. He could be like maybe his, even if his legs gave away, I'd probably still hold yeah. him up right. So he's sort of like he turns to you as much as he can and he like gets right into your face and his eyes are wide and he just says, Please kill me. I look at the others like, I mean... No. We we can, but I don't know what to do with them. I mean, I'd gladly kill him, and I look at Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> um, the problem we have now is that we don't... We can't... We can't... It's not right to kill him. But what do we do? We can't have him hijacking our ship. We, we can't take him. Hmm... So, at this point, can you give me a highs or lows, Uma? Uh, lows. Right, okay. So, at this point, he, like, sort of really struggles in your arm and you lose grip of him. Mm -hmm. And he backs up against you and almost knocks you over, but you, you ready yourself. And you can see, standing behind him, he has one of your frag grenades that you took off him. Oh, he managed to get it off your belt. Yeah. And he activates it. Um, I, can I force move it far away from us? Uh, you can try. Yeah. Cool. Give me a cool roll cool. against th uh, four difficulty. Oof. 
definitely get someone else's difficulty, please. Yum, yum, yum. That's kind of a bitch. I'll still ask them questions. Um, that is... They cancel out to make it three successes and two disadvantages. Right, okay, cool. Um, basically, you succeed a little bit too well. You... Mm -hmm force push outwards mm -hmm. and you knock the guy with the force with the grenade yeah um further away from you guys into about medium range I, yeah i can go up to medium range with it yeah so you got yeah you knock him into about medium range and an explosion goes off and he was already badly hurt by the combat and he dies okay you won't take any conflict from that because you were not really trying to kill yeah. him you mm -hmm. were trying to knock the grenade out of him um but yeah, you, you sort of push him away from everybody, effectively saving everyone in your group, and the explosion kills him. Oh, fuck. I look at you two like, I mean, I didn't mean to do that, but I kind of did. <laughs> but you're glad. I mean, I'm definitely... Oh, I was about to say Glad was looking at you, waiting for a <laughs> But I mean, I'm glad that didn't hit it, us. It, it worked. Yeah. We didn't kill him, he killed himself. Ramos is still walking up you here. Ha-ha! <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Everyone looked at me there. No, um, <laughs> I'd say so. Um, so we can't get off this ship, can we? Looks like the uh, so Ramos walks up and says, uh, "Looks like we're on emergency power here. The blast doors are closed, and I, I don't think we have power to open them again." Can I get my? I don't expect this to be um, successful, but I think they would try it anyway. Can I get my comm link out or some way of trying to contact the rebellion? Yeah, yeah, you all, basically, you, you get your comm link out and, and, and uh, Glad sees you doing the same and you see him fiddling with the communicator as well. Um, you sort of, you go through all the frequencies, you can't get anything out to the Rebellion. Um, you, you, you have a short range communicator, like, yeah. to communicate with each other, uh, nothing like that. And you, uh, you're, throughout the other Imperial frequencies that you know, all you're picking up is either nothing or static from the ship. Okay. Okay. I think while we're... Um, I'm going to... Tolkien says, like, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do here. Um, I'm going to let you guys talk this over. I'm going to go back to the ship and get Woody to repair any... Make sure, do a full diagnostic on this ship to check that everything's work, in working order in case we do get a chance to escape. And if we do, then the ship's okay. Yeah, cool. So I go. So, so Tarkin goes ship? off and gets Woody um, to do a diagnostic on the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, cool. Can I turn to Ramos and be like, "So, how do we get the doors open?" I'm assuming the mission we were sent here to do is gone. <laughs> we don't need to do it anymore. So Ramos, do we looks, still get paid? Ramos looks at you. <laughs> looks at you and just sort of goes um, uh, yeah I think we're, we're going to be thinking about pay later on but I'm, I'm sure the rebellion will still I mean I'm thinking you. about it now but, but um, yeah I, it looks like the mission is, is, sh is shot and if we're I, I have no idea what's going on we should I mean I'm no mechanic I have no idea why the power would be off or what, what's going on I, I assume with the damage to the engines I mean that's generally where the generators are I suppose maybe they're damaged um, do you know if there is another way out of the ship maybe they have another another shuttle we could take I mean if we want to try and take another shuttle from an, I mean any other hangars that didn't have the blast door if they didn't have the blast doors closed could then we cut open the blast doors I blow mean, them open we, I mean if we open the blast doors in any way without a force field we're going to be sucked out into space can we do it 
while we're in the ship? I mean, I'm not quite sure how we would do that without damaging the ship. If we fire any weapons in here, we're as sort of good as dead. Hmm. I mean, if I mean any other hangars that don't have blast doors closed at the moment have no ships in them because they're out in space right now, and uh, any other sh other hangars would have blast doors. I mean, you, we can go and look for another ship, but we'd be leaving this one here. Hmm. Um, not leaving my ship. She I mean, I, like I, I agree. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to leave on the ship that we came in on. Yeah. Um, I'm also not talking in Rain Monster's accent, but he now has an accent, so cool. <laughs> Tokran comes back um, and says... Uh, so our, our priorities have changed. Um, priority number one now is get off this ship. To do that, we need to get to, I imagine, the bridge where we can maybe sort out and getting these blast doors open. Yeah, I think if we, I think we should either head to the bridge or to uh, one of the security rooms where we should be able to find hopefully some, some sort of information that will will tell us about what the internal systems are doing. Even on backup power, there should be some sort of system that tells us what damage is going on and, and, and what systems have power i agree are there cameras anywhere there are there are cameras everywhere on these things yes definitely uh, i'm not sure if they'll be up and running or whether we'll be able to see anything at the moment with low with on emergency power but there are definitely cameras everywhere can we do a camera shooting montage where we shoot all the cameras in the room. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm thinking more so we can like, see you, what you the other guys are running shooting from. shooting the cameras and uh, Ramos is like, no, on, on low power mode, I mean, security systems are, 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 are going to be offline. I mean, we barely have lighting. I, I doubt they're recording anything at the moment. Okay. So okay. if we want to go to the bridge, to security, which one is the closer option? I mean, we're currently on one of the lower decks. Um, uh, so I think that getting to the bridge would involve... Uh, taking one of the elevators up I'm not even sure if that would be working at the moment we could use uh, go up the shafts themselves or I believe there are some my, uh, small access uh, staircases um, mm. but there should be a security room on this floor on this deck somewhere so security room first uh, I agree I think if we head there and then um, and then I'd, I'd happily go up to the bridge with you I need to find a computer are you coming on to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of setting you up for a glad joke, but uh, haha, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moment. I thought you were gonna to... go like, oh, you mean gladly come up with me? Ah, <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we head off to try and find a computer or something where we can find out a little bit more about the workings of okay. the ship at the moment. So, in the room that you're stood in currently, this hangar, we describe that your ship is currently on the right. Front, hand, uh, front part of the hangar, closer to the blast doors as it was dragged that way. On the far left of the hangar are these destroyed TIE fighters. In the middle, on the far wall, is a door. Um, and on the far left of the hangar, looking towards the back of it, is a, another door. What door did the... Stormtroopers came through the middle door. I would recommend that since the stormtroopers seem to be running from something from that door, we go through the side door. Yeah. Or do we want to check the TIE Fighters, see if there's anything there? The TIE Fighters have been on fire and they're obviously badly damaged. Maybe not check the TIE Fighters, they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were on fire, they've obviously got scorch marks and stuff. I don't particularly want to run into this head first without knowing what we're up against. Mm -hmm. I say we take the other door. The side door? The side door. Perfect. Okay. But they're not Stormtrooper door. Yeah. Okay. The one right, they did not come through. Remus pipes up and he's like, hey, I, I agree, we should, you're right, I mean, these guys are obviously running from something and it was worth killing him himself over, so, uh, 
let's let's tread cautiously. I agree. Left door. Okay. We'll so uh, you door. walk in through the left door and you find yourself in a smaller room, much smaller, about the size of um, God. How do you how would you describe this? Your average takeaway. Um, <laughs> I, I do know how big it is. Exactly, yeah. Spicy GGs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's it's it, it, it's a, it's a room that's you know um, sort of uh, uh, far four meters across and then by like eight meters something like that. And it's it's got a lot of computers with chairs uh, in front of them, and the computers all have obviously some sort of controls on them. I, I want to kind of describe it as like a joystick or something like that, or mm. uh, some sort of two-handed uh, joystick, joystick controls. Um, it's also lit in this sort of um, lit dim up. light, but now it's green instead of instead of red. And there is blood over the uh, over the panels and screens of this room, most of which are like dark, and some have like just a like almost like the the black backlight of the screen is on, and there's just like a a buffering symbol or some sort of a flashing white marker on it to show that it's waiting for information. Uh, this. Tokrin, um can you do a vigilance check and add your two extra blind dice to it? Mm-hmm. Can I, like, while this is happening, can I kind of like wipe off all the screens to check that none of them have anything on it? Yeah, you go through and, and none of the screens are active. Maybe and move and some of the, the controls and aren't responding at all either. Yeah. I'm going to continue my, my streak of not succeeding. <laughs> I've got um, one failure and two advantages okay so like the others you recognize that there are joystick controls but you can't really tell what's going on um uh what what this really room is uh ramos pipes up and says i I believe this is like sort of turret control for the um external turrets of the ship um particularly those surrounding the hangars um it's it's strange that there is no one in here manning it but i suppose the situation isn't exactly normal so the blood what can you describe because it looks as if people something's can, been dragged can I dip my finger in it and taste it like what does it look as if someone's kind of like say someone's been killed or shot there and they've been dragged away from so, it or you know, blood spatter you know I mean? analysis mostly stuff, spatter yeah. it's mostly like droplets of blood everywhere okay. there's a couple of smearing bits of blood on the screens um, when yeah. Uma has been wiping some of the screens as well he's smeared blood over it but there are obviously some smear marks and there are obvious drag marks going so it's, out. It's the all fairly. It's all liquid, so it's all relatively fresh. It's like some of it is relatively fresh. Some of it is sort of is completely dry. Yeah. The stuff that is relatively fresh is like I don't know. You, you you touch it and it's like I don't know when you get soup and there's a skin on top of it, but liquid yeah. underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that, it's starting to congeal and dry. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. But there is blood marks going out into the. Uh, to the, there's a door on your right hand side as you go in now it's not that bigger room so you can see it mm-hmm. yeah, like, take, yeah let's go for the door yeah like, so, so as you walk up to the door it like shks open um, well actually you walk up and you, you have to press a, a couple of buttons and the door opens a couple of inches and then you pull the door the rest of the way open um, Tokrin is actually the one that walks up to open it um, and he uses his right arm to sort of open it he has sort of better strength with his robotic arm than Mm. Um, some of you other guys and he opens the door very easily now you all find yourself in a long corridor stretching left and right Um, and it's not lit with emergency lighting there's sort of some you can see that there's dotted lights going across Mm -hmm. the um, 
uh, ceiling. A lot of them aren't on, but some of them are like flickering. Fuck me, that's creepy. So left and right. Left and right. Just if you look, so um, Tokrin cannot see this, uh, but the, the others and Ramos and Glad can see that if you look to your left, you can almost see where the corridor, you know, at the end, you can see that there's an end to the corridor. There's a light flickering mm. at the end of the corridor. Um, and on the there's obviously a right turn closer than the end of the corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking right, it looks like the corridor widens as it goes on later on into a, into a wider sort of atriumy sort of area. This can you all give me vigilance checks? Uh, against what? Would you like? Uh, give me against two. Connor a four. Oh, fuck. Um, two successes and two disadvantages. Okay. Or just one disadvantage. One disadvantage. Fuck me. What? (laughs) 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 Um, That's four threats. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, God. That's disadvantage. They're also called threats. Oh, okay. But, um... He knows... Connor knows the actual terminology. (laughs) So, you... So, no one sees anything but Uma. Although... You, you. It's it's quite dark in this corridor. Tokrin, you're blind. You you just sort of you don't you all you hear is silence and the sort of hum of lights going. Luna, you look around and it looks like stuff's been left all over the floor. Uma, you look around. That stuff is covered in blood and it's not stuff. There are bodies everywhere there's a in this corridor alone you can see at least 15 and as you look to your right so you guys walk in and the great sort of uh there is a grating that goes uh, across the gap to the of the um of the door uh, oh no, no it's, it's not clear it, there is a paneling on the floor uh, as you walk onto it with your heavy armor all of your shoes and stuff you're not really trying to be stealthy so you're just walking in and clunk 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 as you look down the corridor to your right, one of the slumped over bodies stands up very slowly and turns towards you. Yep. And you hear, 